This is Safety Bri, your number one safety geek. Why do we have the behaviors that we do? Superheroes in the workplace, right? All of those things that go into making you an effective safety manager. I love what we do. Motivation, learning, teaching, training, teamwork. I geek out over that just as much as I do safety. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Safety Geek. My name is Bri, your number one safety geek. Hey, whether you are listening to this on the podcast or you're watching this on YouTube, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here with me today. Today, we are talking about how to actually get started in a safety manager job. So I know a lot of people like come up to me and they're always like, how do I do what you do? How do I get started in safety? I want to be a safety manager. And I will tell you, this is an amazing profession. A lot of people don't realize how great this profession is. You know, a lot of people are like chasing the big bucks and all of that. And they don't even realize that as a safety manager, you can make good money. I remember reading a story, um, an article maybe 10 years ago that said that the average salary for a safety manager who's been in the field for 20 years is six figures. Um, And then if you follow the National Safety Council, they do the salary survey every year. And I've been following that for a good 15, 20 years. And you could see the salaries are definitely increasing. So if you're looking for a well-paying job, safety can be it. But the reason why I say it's such a great profession is that it's satisfying. It kind of gives you that feeling like you're you're giving back, you're helping your community, you're helping the people around you. So if you're looking for a position that, you know, you end up giving back to people or or helping the people around you, then this is a great profession because that's what we do, right? We make sure that not only do they not get hurt at work, but that they also learn some skills so they don't get hurt at home either. And my unicorn and rainbows vision is that they also bring it home and they teach it to their kids. And then we're raising a generation that every generation is safer than the one before, right? So it is an amazing profession. So the more people we can get in it, the better. I will tell you how most people get into this position is something happens to them and they start looking into it and they realize that they have a passion for safety Or another way is it gets dumped in their lap and they go, hey, Mr. Supervisor, congratulations, you're now the safety manager. Good luck with that, (laughs) right? So I've seen that a lot too. Um, I have also seen people actually strive for it, that they did find it from their passion right from the beginning. So however you end up in the role, most people, I will tell you, do not like leave high school and say, hey, I think I'm going to go be a safety manager. I hardly ever see that. So however you're getting into it, it's okay. Personally, the way I started is that I just kind of landed in it. I was doing something else. And in order for me to be successful over here, I had to pay attention to safety. And then I changed uh, companies and then the safety department kind of recruited me. And I was like, oh yeah, I've done this before. (laughs) So that's how I ended up in it. And it is definitely a true passion of mine because I realized even going back into like middle school, high school days, I was that person that didn't want to like do any of the unsafe stuff. So it definitely fits my personality. So it's probably why I'm so passionate about it. But the more people we can have in safety, the better. And I honestly think that right now, 
with what's going on in the world and with the virus and so many layoffs and companies making changes, what we're going to see as the world kind of opens up again is there's going to be restructuring in companies. So we might end up getting a lot of people that might, might be HR managers that have to learn safety, or maybe you are a supervisor and now you also have safety responsibilities, which you should have always had, but we'll get into that. But, you know, there's that opportunity. I think it's kind of opening up more to the people that don't have the college degrees because they can bring them in at a lower salary. So that's what I want to help you with. I want to help you like how to navigate that, especially in the beginning, because I will tell you when you start out as a safety manager, it takes even with a really good background, it takes three to five years before you get your footing, before you actually change from like, I am done drinking from the fire hose to where I get it. And I'm actually making some real changes You know, so a lot of times I know when I started, I felt like I was drinking from the fire hose. It was just an accident after accident after accident. And how do you get these people to change their behaviors? And why aren't they following the rules? And you're working really hard and you're doing the training that everybody leaves and they just keep doing the same thing they've always been doing. So it takes a lot more to learn how to actually make those changes and to actually change culture at your facility. So most people who are just starting off at safety, it takes a good three to five years for you to develop those skills of working with people on a regular basis. And I'm here to help. I'm here to help you get through that. So if you're interested in a safety role, and let's say that right now you're kind of like in an hourly position, um, you're not in a, maybe you're a supervisor. You could be a supervisor and you're kind of interested in safety. I will tell you a lot of people that used to look at me and they'd be like, Brian, I want your job. You just stand around all the time. (laughs) So I would say the first steps that you need to take is to understand the job, right? So start volunteering for your safety committee. So that way you're more part of it and start networking with your current safety manager. If there is one, if not, then start networking with the upper management at your facility. So like start having lunch with them if possible. Um, Go up to them and and start nice friendly conversations or get to know them and all of that good stuff. Because what you'll learn is you'll learn what their goals are and then you can see how safety ties into that. All right. Another suggestion that I have for you is to start offering safety solutions and safety suggestions. So once you're networking with your management team and you're networking with the safety manager, you get to know the goals of the business in a lot more detail. So then stand back and say, what can we do better to help us meet those goals? And usually that question alone is going to equal a safety suggestion. Because, and I'll get into this in the next episode, but safety is the one department that actually affects all the other departments. So when you're looking to make an improvement in your company, safety generally bubbles up to the top. All right, so start making those safety suggestions and improvements and how you're there for the company and looking out for them. What is going to happen is that when they decide that they need to hire a safety manager or a safety specialist or a coordinator, a coordinator is generally like an administrative position within safety. Well, when they need to hire somebody, they will always look internally first because it's a lot easier to do. And if your name is bubbling up and going, hey, you know, this person's always volunteering at committee, Um, you know, they're always talking to me about safety suggestions, that could be your foot in the door. So if you want to get started, get your foot in the door, that would be one way. Now, at the same time, you want to make sure you're educating yourself. And I'll get into that in a second. But Getting your foot in the door, what that's going to show you is actually everything that's involved in being a safety manager. A lot of people think that it's all about just managing the injuries 
and keeping the injuries down. Safety in general, the safety department in general has so many moving parts. It is crazy. I actually wrote an article about all the different hats that safety has to wear. I mean, we have to be like marketing specialists. We have to be purchasers, negotiators. We have to be the communications department. We have to manage claims and, and deal with insurance. We have to be the psychologists and the counselors. I can't. I don't have the list in front of me, but it is pretty long. I mean, that's where it used to annoy me when people would say, you just stand around and watch people. Well, the observing people is how I actually improve the safety. But when you looked at my job description, my job description was four pages long. It was longer than anybody else's in the facility. So a lot of people don't realize how much work is involved in being a safety manager. So now that you have your foot in the door and you're wanting to go further, start shadowing your safety manager and say, hey, you know, what are you doing? What are you working on? How does all of this work? And really get a good picture of whether or not you'd like to do it. A lot of it is office work. A lot of it is computer work. You've got to know statistics and trending and all the Microsoft Office stuff. So if you're not into like computers, you probably won't be that successful. I actually had several safety managers that I hired that were amazing at behavior, uh, changing behaviors and training on a one-on-one basis. But then when you went to the other side of their job, which was the technical writing, uh, the tracking of the training, and all of the paperwork and everything else that was involved, they were failing really bad. So you can balance that out, right, by having two safety managers, one that's good at one and one that's good at the other, which is generally what we would do if it was a large enough company, because you don't just want to fire somebody because they can't do half the job. But what I found is they were because they were not strong in this area at all like we're not we're not talking that they could do half of it they couldn't do any of it they just weren't strong enough in it um everything else was failing too because you have to have a good combination of both regulations are the foundation of the safety department and the regulations fall on like making sure your record keeping is right, making sure your policies are well written, making sure that you're tracking everything. So you've got to have those skills too. So make sure that you're shadowing your safety manager and you're saying, hey, is this something I'm going to like to do? Because a lot of people, they might not be into the office stuff. They like the being out on the floor thing. So maybe a safety specialist is a better job for you than a safety manager or a safety director. Okay. So going back to regulations, regulations are the foundation of what we do, but a lot more of what we do is actually psychology. And I will do an episode on that as well, just how psychology plays more into being a safety manager than just following regulations. But the regulations are our foundation. So as you're, if you're brand new in the field that's where you need to be focusing on as well is making sure you have a strong understanding of the foundation. And especially if you just have your foot in the door and you're hoping to maybe get a promotion into safety or something like that. So make sure that you understand all the regulations for whatever field you're going into. So safety is generally broken down into four, four different areas. You have agriculture, agriculture, Maritime, which is like shipping and ships and things like that, construction, and general industry. Now, there are people that are experts in all four. Personally, I am really strong in general industry. That's my jam. I absolutely love like 
warehousing, distribution, love manufacturing and production and things like that more than anything else. I have worked in the retail field as well. I've worked in transportation. So that works really good too. But general industry is really my jam. But there are people that can do all of them. So look at the field that you want to work in. So ideally, what kind of industry do you want to work in and what would they fall under? So construction is always, if you're like me and you're like general industry is just it for me, that's great. But it's still good to know a little bit about construction because construction always happens within manufacturing, right? They're always like adding on to the building or they're bringing in new equipment, fall protection. You know, we now have fall protection in general industry, but it's good to know both as well. All right. The next thing is um, how are you going to learn the regulations? Now, you can do it manually with a book or you can do it via the website. Now, the book that I like, and if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see it right here, is the Mancom book. And see, this is how thick it is. This, this one is just for general industry. So just imagine there's one of these for each section as well. And this one happens to be the Cal OSHA one. I like to keep the Cal OSHA book because California tends to have the strictest regulations. So if you can meet California's regulations, you're more than likely going to be able to meet Oregon's and Washington's as well as the rest of the country and any other state that has different regulations. So you can read the book and you might think I'm crazy, like read the regulations because I mean, look at this stuff. It's like super tiny print, but I will tell you, it helps. It really, really helps. You pick one regulation and then you just go into reading it and trying to understand it and then look at the work that you're currently doing and how it applies in that um, industry. And you can also go on to the OSHA.gov website because the books are dated, right? So you're not going to, I very rarely buy a new book every year, but the books are dated. So my book is from 2018, which means any regulations that have changed since 2018, I'm not going to have in my book. So then you can go to the OSHA.gov website and then go to standards and then laws and regulations. And you can read the standards right there on the website. I just personally prefer to read from a, from a book. But the whole idea is just learn the process. Start from the beginning, learn the process, learn the words. You'll get really good and fluent with the regulations. You memorize them. That is a misnomer, my friends. So many safety managers think that they just have to be able to spout out the regulation number and what the regulation says. No. To be a successful safety manager, you just have to be able to recognize that a regulation applies to that let me know how to look it up and go look it up, right? So the fact that I've actually read this whole reg book probably five to 10 times means that I can recognize that, hey, something's not right. I remember reading about this or I remember reading about that. Let me go look that up. And I will tell you, as you're starting out, one of the most annoying things is that you will be saying, hey, something's not right about that. I need to go look it up. And they're like, yeah, you're going to need to show that to me. I mean, I literally, my first few years in safety, I had to carry this reg book around with me because so many people questioned everything I was saying. So you gotta, gotta kind of have thick skin for that one too.
But start learning the process and actually how things come into regulation and how they become laws and the Code of Federal Reg- Regulations and even the background of it. What's really interesting about how, how safety rules come into laws is all the background discussions and conferences that go on and the committees and the questions that come up. You can read all of that on the OSHA website. And when you understand that part of it, then you can actually explain why the regulation is the way it is. And it helps you express it better to the people that you're working for as well. So where I have you right now is you're getting your foot in the door. And while you're getting your foot in the door, you're learning the regulations. And then the next is to educate yourself. So here is the difference, right? So when we go, when we graduate from high school, and then we go to college, we're paying for the college ourselves. We're putting, you know, our own decisions into what classes we're taking and all of that, right? And, and we go to college. And then we start working for an employer who actually pays for our continuing education. It's an amazing thing. <laughs> you just get to pick which classes you want to go to, and they may pay for it. They may even pay for your travel to go there. Not all employers do that, but some of them do. But then what happens is people kind of turn off in their brain of taking care of their own education. And they go, oh, yeah, my employer won't pay for that webinar. I'm not going to go do it. And that's the wrong thinking. What you need to be thinking of, especially in this beginning stage when you're just starting out, is that you need to educate yourself as much as possible. This means in your free time, you need to be studying up and you need to start learning all of the different, not just the regulations, but the different best practices, why they're in play and what could happen. That's the biggest thing that I learned was like looking at different injuries and accidents. You can actually go on to the OSHA.gov website and look up citations for companies. So they, they post them every day. So you can look up who's been cited and what they've been cited for. That's an amazing learning experience because then you can hear the story. Like I could take like this fatality that I found on OSHA.gov and it tells me the city and state it happened in. I can go look up the news reports for that fatality And then try to figure out what happened. And then I can look up the regulation and I could say what regulation would have applied to that. And when when you're making that effort yourself, you're going to internalize that information a lot better and it's going to help you be a better safety manager. So definitely work to educate yourself and don't depend upon your employer to provide that education for you. So there are things out there. Don't think that you have to jump out and go get a safety degree because I will tell you right now that probably 50% or more of the safety managers who are employed in the United States do not have a safety degree because people don't go out of high school and go, hmm, think I'm going to be a safety manager. Let me specialize in uh, workplace safety and occupational safety. Yeah. I'll tell you, when I, went to, uh, when I went to college straight out of high school, I jumped from fashion design to accounting <laughs> to psychology to, uh, oh, what was that other one? I wanted to be a trainer at SeaWorld and train the dolphins at one point. <laughs> so people don't know that, right? So then what happens is they, they get out of college or they get out of high school. They start working for an employer. They see the safety position. It looks interesting to them. They start looking more into it. They become a safety manager. They work in the field for two to three years and they go, oh, I need a degree. If I want to move up in this field, I need a degree. And usually that's where you're going to see people start getting their degrees. Um, personally, I didn't get mine until this past year just because, you know, same thing happened to me. Family, kids, never had the time to go back to college. So once college became easier to access online, 
I went ahead and I got my degree in psychology, not safety, because I feel like most of what we do is psychology. And I'll talk about that more in the future as well. So don't think that the part of educating yourself in the beginning has to automatically be a college degree. It could be webinars. There are plenty of companies that do a monthly regulatory webinar that you can hop on in. Uh, There's ones that do just safety management webinars. Uh, If you're in my Facebook group, I do a webinar every single month for free in there. You could take the OSHA 10-hour or 30-hour class. If you're outside of the United States, I know that there's other certification classes you can take. There are safety conferences almost every single month. If you can get the time off from work and actually take yourself to a conference, you can learn so much from going to conferences. Now, I know right now conferences are kind of like no more. (laughs) And I get that. Like I just got a notice from one I was going to speak at in August where they're kind of up in the air. They don't even know if they're going to have it anymore. And that's sad, but it will come back. So don't think like this, this too shall pass, right? (laughs) Isn't that what Lincoln said? Um, But anyway, this too shall pass. So eventually conferences will be coming back. So plan for them now. So that way you can have them in your budget and maybe take some time off and actually go to some safety conferences. They're the, they are a great way to learn because you generally get four or five different seminars hour long throughout the day, plus keynote speakers. And then you can network with other safety people. You can actually make connections that could lead to a position for you. Now, the last thing I wanted to share with you is that you know, you've got your foot in the door, you're educating yourself, you're doing all that great stuff. The last thing you need to do is just speak up. Just speak up and say, hey, I want to be a safety manager. I want to work in the safety department. If you tell your bosses that, you tell everybody that, when a position comes available, they'll think about you. I'll tell you, I had this guy that I worked with for the longest time. He was in my uh, safety committee. He was one of my compliance area coordinators. He was just amazing. But I thought his aspiration was to manage the production, something in production. So I never even thought about him. And now I talked to him just a few weeks ago, and he's like a safety manager at a manufacturing plant. And so I had never known. I would have been, as as his safety manager, I would have been like sharing more information with him. I would have been helping him get ready for the, to make that career change. So sometimes you just have to speak up and say, this is what I want and make it known and just keep pushing and eventually you'll get there. I will tell you, it is so worth it because it's just such a rewarding job. Like when I, when I worked at a manufacturing facility where people could get killed, people could have their limbs amputated and you would go home for the day and there was no injuries. It was amazing. Or when people would share stories of like, Hey, Bri, you know, um, I started, I got these anti-vibration gloves because we're using them here at work. I got these anti-vibration gloves to use when I'm weed whacking at home and it makes my hands feel so much better. I was just like, that's a win. It's a win. So it's just such a rewarding job. And I just think we need more safety managers. And even if you don't end up, you know, 20 years down the road, still in the field, it gives you a good foundation for pretty much any management position. Because like I said, safety is the one department that affects everything. So when you understand safety, it would make you a better operations manager, it would make you a better HR manager, make you better quality manager, whatever department that you end up working in, when you know safety, it makes every other department better. In fact, I know 
oh my gosh, countless safety managers who are now like operations managers. They kind of made that transition. I call them the enemy sometimes, but at the same time, I'm just like, they're good at what they're do what they do in that job because they have the safety background. So I hope that helps you. If you have any questions, drop them in the comments below or head on over to thesafetygeek.com and leave them in the show notes. I can't wait to talk to you next week and you guys have an amazing and safe day. Thanks. Bye-bye. You know what? I have a hunch that you have a BSF, a best safety friend who would love to know about this show. Well, don't keep it to yourself. Sharing is caring. Stop what you're doing right now and forward this show to them. They will thank you. And don't forget to check out the show notes and links for this week's episode at thesafetygeek.com.